This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the August 23rd, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters, time to party. Fauci is retiring at the end of the year. Speaking of partying, Finland has a young female prime minister who had a great time at a private party amongst friends. A video was released showing her dancing, singing, and maybe shaking something. Good for her. She got all sorts of grief. Bad for those dishing the grief. Greg Urban owns a restaurant in Minneapolis, Minnesota, another in Texas, and two in Florida. He is closing the one in Minneapolis because he has not turned a profit in several years due to COVID restrictions and rampant crime. Hmm, could Republican policies be more pro-business? Biden has a 41.2% approval rating. He is climbing. Democratic midterm candidates are running anti-establishment, anti-Washington ads that sound like Republican ads. That could be interesting. The linked Federalist article suggests that recent CDC changes to COVID policies are mirroring suggestions that used to be deemed misinformation. The Pentagon declines requests for help from the D.C. mayor with illegal immigrants, which she calls a humanitarian crisis. CNN has an article that says dogs well up in tears upon the return of their owner. Me too. Pfizer applied to the U.S. for approval of their Omicron-specific COVID vaccine. I'm reading a brain cap that sends low-dose electrical current to the brains of older people and improves memory. I guess that's good. Some of my stuff I don't want to remember. Question. If Liz Cheney runs for president as an independent, will she attract more Republican votes or Democratic votes? I'm betting pretty close to a wash, but it would matter who the other two candidates are. Moving on. Per the linked article, the Census Department admits that they overcounted the populations of eight states and undercounted the populations of six states. By under and overcount, they mean for the purposes of assigning members of the House of Representatives and ultimately electoral votes. Amazingly, all but one of the eight overcounted states were Democratic states. All but one of the undercounted states were Republican states. You would think this would be a coin flip kind of thing. Around half of the over eight overcounted states would be of either party, maybe five to three. Around half of the six undercounted states would also be evenly split between the two parties. But no, seven out of eight favor the Democrats on the overcount, and five out of six hurt the Republicans on the undercount. Wow, what are the chances? I'm not a big conspiracy guy. Still, these mistakes do seem to always go in the same direction. If you read the news today, you will likely read that 300 classified documents were found with Trump, many from the most recent raid. I believe the stories originate from New York Times reporting. A few questions. One, is it true? Two, were these declassified as the president has the power to do? Three, how significant were they? You can rightfully argue that is not a valid question. To me, I want to know if they are true secrets or the trivial that gets classified. You know, like a lot of the stuff on Hillary's server that the Chinese and Russians likely hacked and FBI Director Comey said not to worry because she had no ill intent. Four, and all of this is in caps, by the way, in the written version, why in the hell is the Department of Justice leaking this stuff? 
That last one's a biggie. The DOJ says they can't release information relative to the warrant because that is deep and dark secret stuff. But on the background, the DOJ is providing lots of information to the press that hurts Trump. That'll piss the judge off in the hearing on unsealing the warrant information. John McCain was the 2008 Republican nominee for president. Some thought he wasn't conservative enough. History has proven they were right. His mother was asked what those folks should do relative to voting. She said, go to the polls, hold their nose, and vote for John. I think we need some real pragmatists to hold their nose and call Putin and say it is time to get this Ukraine shit over. You suck, but we are still willing to deal, but not give you everything, so don't ask for too much. What is it going to take? They would probably have to leave out the you suck part and stroke Putin's ego a bit. Ukraine cannot fight forever. Europe is going to have a miserable winter without Russian energy. I'm hoping Russia is suffering. Our president is going to have a tough time remembering where Ukraine is. Much of Africa will likely suffer famine if this continues. Time to deal with the devil, not cave. Deal. Per the linked Federalist article, the New Jersey Teachers Union has a nice YouTube ad about taking care of our kids and keeping extremists out of the classroom. It feels good. Chirpy. Nice video. I'm all for keeping extremists out of education. Who isn't? Ah, but what is an extremist? Was it the Virginia father who got upset when the school superintendent in a meeting said there had been no sexual assaults and the father knew his daughter had been, allegedly, raped by a trans student? That father was treated as an extremist when he was dragged out of the meeting showing his plumber's crack or a folks extremists who think we need to dial back the indoctrination. I was tricky on that last one. I did not indicate which direction. What if a state says that schools need to teach marriage is between a man and a woman? I'm sure they taught that in the past. Personally, I don't think they should teach that now. But am I extremist for my view that schools should no longer teach that marriage is between a man and a woman? I think the word extremist is bandied about too easily. The working definition now, I think, is those who disagree with us and have the courage to voice their disagreement. That person is an extremist, at least if it is a conservative disagreeing with liberal orthodoxy. Now, if it is a liberal disagreeing with conservative orthodoxy, then it is a brave person fighting the good fight. Also, who is in charge of our schools? In my mind, it is the voters who elect school boards as their intermediaries who hire school management, and they hire teachers. I'm guessing the teachers union think they are in charge. Not. International tests show our kids are not doing great at math and science, and God knows I could have used more help on grammar and writing. Maybe we should focus. Focus on the three R's. Anyone remember those? Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.